Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance, avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. This episode of All I Want for Christmas is This Podcast is brought to you by the TV Guide Podcast Network and Survivor Brothers, the ultimate unofficial podcast. Join TV Guide Survivor superfans Fox Van Allen and Lance Cartelli every week as they dig deep into season 39 of the hit CBS reality show Survivor. You'll get interviews with your favorite Survivor castaways, strategy deep dives, unique insights, and more. It's the perfect way to keep up with Survivor 39, Island of the Idols. So subscribe to Survivor Brothers, the ultimate unofficial podcast podcast from TV Guide Now, wherever you stream your podcasts. Season's greetings and welcome to TV Guide's All I Want for Christmas is this podcast. I am your host, Julia Lechner, and I'm decking the halls and your podcast feeds every Tuesday and Thursday this holiday season to break down the must-watch seasonal films you need to see this year. And today, I am joined by a friend and colleague and ET Online's executive editor, Dorian Stevenson, and we are talking about Hallmark's new holiday original, Christmas at Dollywood. Welcome to the show, Dorian. Oh, thank you so much, Julia. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for joining me. I'm thrilled to have you here because you are a fellow holiday movie fanatic. I cannot get enough. Can't get enough at all. And you start early in the year. Oh my gosh, yeah. I I will watch them at any point. If it's March, people are going out for St. Patrick's Day, I will watch Spirit of Christmas again for the fifth time. I love it. And I love (laughs) that you dropped that one for those of you who uh, may not remember. The Spirit of Christmas, not a new original this year, but easily found on streaming. A hipster ghost. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> is the, the leading man. Um, besides that one, any any favorite rewatches for you? Um, so people can get a sense of what your Christmas movie taste is. Sure. I really <laughs> like, I really like, um, what's the Haley Duff one? The Christmas Bell? She's got more than one. Yeah. Well, oh, oh. yeah. Well, yeah. But uh, Christmas, Christmas Bell. Bell is fantastic. It's a Beauty and the Beast. Yep. But because they're humans. <laughs> It's he, she is romanced by a man who's truly just a monster. He's just, yeah, he's terrible. A he's terrible mean. person. He's got like this terrible scowl on his face at all times until, you know, she comes into his life and turns things around and then suddenly it's Christmas and, you know, it's the vibe. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I think you recommended that one to me last year. My husband and I watched it together and at the end we were amused, but also like this is a while. Yeah. <laughs> and then it really gave us a sense of what you look for in a Christmas movie. Yeah. Over the top. <laughs> I want to go all the way in on these tropes and themes. I just want to sit and laugh and like have a warm, fuzzy, feel good time. Perfect. Well, we have the best movie for that this week. It's because true. We are talking about Hallmark's Christmas at Dollywood. For those of you who watched it, need a refresher or have not seen it. The summary is, when a New York City event planner, played by Danica McKellar, returns to Tennessee to plan a Christmas celebration at Dollywood, she is paired with the head of operations, played by Niall, Neil, Niall Matter, who thinks he can handle the party just fine on his own. And they play Rachel and Luke. So this was a learning experience for me. I am not familiar with Dollywood. I did not realize it was a full theme park. Right. Yeah, so I was excited to see it, but also I'm unsure how accurate a depiction it is 
of life at Dollywood or te- or in Tennessee, mm-hmm. but was excited to, you know, it's fun when they're set somewhere different. Yeah. And they are typically maybe like northeastern snowy towns, mm-hmm. so it's nice when it's in a different location. Or somewhere in Southern California. Yes. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, I loved I loved this whole thing. Yeah, Dollywood is Mecca. Um, I have still yet to go. I, I talked about um, with you this about this last week, but I I tried really hard to get to Nashville and get to Tennessee last year, and it just didn't work out. But I would much rather go to Dollywood than go to Graceland or you know, eh, I, yeah, when Neverland was around, I probably would have gone there. But. Um, but this is the place. Yeah. And now it's celebrated more than 30 years, if this is an accurate film. Right. And it seems like Christmas might be the time to go. Yeah, they've got that tree. Yeah. Which I'm sure we'll talk about. Oh, we're going to get to that tree because <laughs> the tree is, I guess, the biggest deal of the movie. Will it light? Will it not light? I don't know. <laughs> um, but other than that, it's a movie where, you know, this one is a. Uh, this one has the hallmark formula, Christmas mm-hmm. at Dollywood, where waiting for people to couple up, We there are some career... Mm-hmm. issues some moving from the city to the town ish things so it really is you're going to check all the hallmark boxes in this movie oh, yeah but just there's also like dolly parton soundtrack they can afford dolly parton soundtrack for it because she's tied to the movie um so that's a bonus but we kicked this movie off danica mckeller as i said is an event planner i initially thought she was in fashion she's running a, a runway show right in the opening scene but i guess she's planning an event where a runway fashion show is happening. All the models love her, though. She seems great to work with. Yes. So <laughs> her boss floats like you're doing a great job and, you know, you might get partner next year. So keep doing a good job. Um, Danica uses one of a new line that I'm going to steal to exit the conversation with her boss, which is I'm going to go check to see if they need more ice. <laughs> That's going to be my new one. It used to be I need to use the ladies room or I'm going to refresh my drink. Right. I feel like I'm going to check if they need more ice as a way of saying I'm ready to be done. Right. And that that has urgency to it. It's like, I mean, their drinks are warm. I I need to do this right now. Yeah. (laughs) But we get a lot of exposition up top. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know. I notice from movie to movie, sometimes they're a little more clunky than others. This one's really giving you a lot of info from the beginning about her job and her life. so good at it. Yeah, her boss loves her. Yeah, she can do no wrong, even though she doesn't seem to know that she's good at this job. It just is taking her by surprise or in stride. She's just like, oh yeah, I guess I am, and oh yeah, I guess she does want me for a partner, which is really great. Sometimes she owns it and is very confident about her choices and yeah. that she's qualified, and then sometimes she seems shocked. Yeah, and sometimes it seems like she loves her job, is good at it, wants to move up the ladder. And then sometimes it turns out it's not her dream at all, and she would rather write children's books. <laughs> right. So it goes back and forth a little bit. But she wants to take off Christmas, but then decides to take a job instead. Her friend recommends her for a job planning a Christmas extravaganza mm-hmm. at the Dollywood theme park. and Which is she, a big job. Yeah. And it turns out when she gets there to interview that there's only six days. I have a lot of timeline issues in this film, even mm. more so than the one where Vanessa Hudgens' bow is time traveling from medieval <laughs> times. This one, I have even more questions because there's only six days to plan Christmas at Dollywood, and then way more than six days are depicted oh, in the course sure. of the film. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
It's just logistically not possible. They're building stages, planning parades. Right. We see more sunups and sunsets. I wish we'd had more of a countdown like they do in some of these movies where it's like, it's December 21st. It's December 20. Because I was like, is this the same day? What ha- Did the sun go down? It's tomorrow. It's two days from then? I don't know where we are. Suddenly it's Christmas. Yeah. At the end, we get the one year later, but I needed right. that throughout there as was- well. There needed to be more. Some things were too easy to follow. The time, though, I don't know. I had no idea what day it was. I thought maybe at Dollywood, like, time is a construct. It doesn't exist. (laughs) I don't know. It was very confusing. So the way that they do the meet cute kind of thing in this, another signature Hallmark move. She walks in. She's judging the decorations. This guy, Luke, played by a Hallmark regular, Niall Matter, Mm -hmm. has, like, a Jim Halpert smirk the whole time and watches her while she judges the decorations. They think they're going in for the same job, but it turns out they're not. So they're kind of flirty, talking trash in the beginning, but not in a mean way. Right. Like, it's nice. Like, there's a little competition, a little sparring there, but they seem tame. Yeah, I think there's a lot of that. You kind of get a double whammy. You get the, there's a little bit of open hostility initially between the couples as well as mistaken identity. Right. And those are two different things that happen in Hallmark movies, but in this movie we get both. Efficient. I like it. So they think they're going for the same job, but they're kind of not. But regardless, they are forced to work together planning the party. So he can prove himself for the, the GM position and she can prove herself as an event planner. Yeah. I love the, like, her wiping the dust off her shoulder, like, coming up to him the, the next time, like, oh, they they couldn't get enough of me. That's why I'm back and blah, 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 blah. And he's like, oh, really? That was fun. I really appreciated that. Yeah. I come from Jersey, so trash talking as a method for flirting is common. Like, you're just taught <laughs> from the get-go that that's what you do. But in these movies, they're cutesy about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas, like, the Jersey Shore version is... Uh, just being openly aggressive and then telling someone you think they're cute. But she's kind of like cutesy doing in this movie. And then they have to start working together. You know, I don't love this couple's dynamic oh, as God, much as no. some other Hallmark couples. Okay? Oh, you agree? No, I agree. The chemistry was not, uh, I wasn't feeling it yet. I could see why each of them is in Hallmark movies. Yes. And I think maybe just this coupling was not the ideal algorithm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, Didn't I agree with right. you completely. And even when they go off to their like respective friends and start talking about each other, it's like they don't, they don't like, e- they don't even try to like each other. It's not even a kind of like, oh, you kind of like her, and it's like, no, you, you, you don't. <laughs> yeah. In this one, it wasn't. There's some movies I see more so where I just think, gosh, these t- two people should not be a couple. <laughs> I didn't get that. It's just I don't know that they're ideal. They're no. not clicking in an amazing way. When they start planning the party together, Luke has this like smirky thing that I think some people think is cute. And But I feel like it's a little judgy in this. Mm-hmm. She has a lot of input, which granted she's, she's new to Dollywood and he's been there for two decades. So he mm-hmm. probably feels like he should own this space. Yeah. But when she, you know, was justified in being hired and proved herself to the higher ups and she makes little suggestions like, I think we should have high tables instead of low tables. Like, how dare you have an idea? Well, he doesn't yeah. say it like that. He's like, oh, you have an idea. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's like, why I'm here. That's his go-to line is, oh, you have another idea, huh? Like, like literally Smirk. being paid to <laughs> yeah. have ideas. And I do believe the word bossy is used a few times oh, yeah. as well. And I just, yeah, I don't love, I don't love any of that. 
I think they tried their best to avoid like a mansplain moment where he comes in and says, well, the reason why we can't have high tables or, you know, a thing or two about high tables is. But, yeah, they still we still had the like, oh, your ideas, your ideas, this and you're coming in here and you're doing this and bossing me around. So you can you can tell they tried to balance that out. But, yeah, it was definitely felt that awkwardness. They both do little apologies after a while, too. So I think this was an attempt to write it, but it just it didn't do it for me enough of him saying, you know, kind of ceding to her that he was being a bit too harsh on her. Mm -hmm. And then her saying, like, sorry, I'm bossy, but I just, you know, I know I'm new to town, so maybe I should listen to people with experience. I I feel like I was writing it in my head, like, I think I know what you're going for. (laughs) But you shouldn't apologize for having ideas. You're hired for a reason. And he should be more open to it. But I guess because he's kind of cutesy and being casual about it, we're supposed to think he's not that harsh. But I, I didn't love their working relationship. No. No. Or their relationship. relationship. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, so those are Ra- that's Rachel and Luke. Yeah. We're going to get to a few more characters, but first we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. You are listening to TV Guide's All I Want for Christmas is This Podcast. I'm joined by Dorian Stevenson, and we are talking about Christmas at Dollywood. Uh, So as I mentioned, so from the get-go, you know, maybe we're not rooting for this couple. It's not our MVP couple of the year. No. But we know they're supposed to end up together, so we're still... It's going to happen. ...waiting for that moment. In between the party planning, the timeline confusion... Her go-to place to contemplate is a bookstore. Mm-hmm. His go-to is a bar, which we see him at several times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that I think that wasn't supposed to be a big thing, but I judged that a little bit, where he would call her, you know, bossy or kind of criticize, like, you go to a bookstore to think, I'm going to go I'm back go to here. work. Yeah. And then we would just see him at the bar again <laughs> at 3 p.m. And That's I, where he works. No, yeah. So if, if anything, I was like, hey, man, maybe don't judge her for walking in a bookstore. There's also that, at the bar every day. There was also that part with the snowman. Yes. The snowman creeped me out. I don't know how you felt about the snowman. It wasn't a good snowman. It wasn't. When he says he has a place he goes to think, he takes her and her daughter, Ava, to build a snowman. Mm-hmm. And they cut to that scene. So they cut from him saying, I need, I have my place to think. And then they cut to a scene where a snowman is fully assembled. Right. Danica leans back and says, wait a minute. This is where you come to gather your thoughts? Which means she participated. <laughs> in building an entire snowman. In a 50-minute activity. And then said, huh. This was what we were do- we were building a snowman for you to think. Sans arms, though he still needed his arms. Thank you, Ava, little Ava. So uh, Rachel's daughter, Ava, um, who I feel like Luke and Ava have a nice relationship. Yes. I was happy to see that they do give them a nice dynamic. Mm-hmm. It, it is a, a common dynamic in this film. Mm-hmm. Of, uh, in these films, of the the new prospect gets along well with the leading character's child, mm-hmm. which you want to see. You don't want to <laughs> see indifference or something that would be upsetting, right? Um, so he is very good with her daughter. We could have seen a little more of her daughter in this. Rachel does work quite a bit, which is why she wants to try and work 
less in the future, have yeah. a more flexible work schedule. I believe at one point her mom says something like, maybe you need a nine to five and like looks at camera because that's a movie Dolly was in. <laughs> and there are a fun few dialogue lines where people reference like, go I tell this it. person on the mountain. On the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a fun one. But we don't see a ton of Ava. But when we do see her, it's because her mom, Rachel Danica McKellar, comes up with uh, bedtime stories for her. Yes. Called Adventures with Ava. Mm -hmm. And that is why Danica wants to be a children's writer. She wants to take those adventures with Ava and write a book. Right. Exactly. Um, Which I support that. You know, she's doing real. She's killing it at the event planning. Her boss loves her. But all she really wants to do is write that children's book. And uh, yeah, I support that goal. And honestly, like... (laughs) It it felt a little bit when she was having that conversation with her mom that she was going to have to choose between the two, which to me, it, it doesn't have to be that way. Like no. you could definitely do both of those things if you really wanted to. She's telling these stories to her daughter every night anyway. My other favorite part of her writing that story is that she decided to write it into a notebook because I don't think we're set back in time in a time where there are no computers where you can type up a book. No, I right. think we see devices. In yeah, the yeah. So it's funny to me that she wrote an entire book and that's all we see her do. We don't see that book go from these notes in her notebook. We just see it go from there to, and we'll probably talk about this to, to the end. So, yeah. <laughs> so that whole process is just really interesting to me. Yeah, we get the, it's grazed over, but there's, the line or two of I already tried to be a children's author it did not work out we don't know what she did nope I'm not saying she didn't try but we just have no information as to how long or the circumstances of it my guess is she tried to present it in a form of a notebook and they were like what are we supposed to do with this can you type it up and she was like I give up this is too hard yeah (laughs) so we don't know all the details on that also I think event planning could happen anywhere but children's book authoring I think she probably does need to stay and start in New York I mean yeah or at least have a direct path to get back and forth there you know book bunk with a friend or something yeah so you can take your meetings have some context <laughs> so they are doing some event planning for this we see them food tasting mm-hmm. Dorian as someone who uh, has a bit more familiarity with the southern cuisine mm. do you feel that their choices were avant-garde <laughs> <laughs> These aren't written questions. These just come to me. <laughs> That's they, hilarious. They do a tasting where they say, think I, outside of the box. Yeah. And then I believe they present a pulled pork sandwich. They do. <laughs> a tiny slider. But they're themed, right? Like, it's like the cranberry sauce on the... <laughs> yes, it's a little over the top. Like, people just want their... What What would Antony make? Like, little corn dogs that you can dip in and mustard like that that's that's what they should that's all people really want yeah um I I admire her idea and thinking out of the box and making things exciting but um especially if that was free I don't know if that event if the food was something that you pay for because I feel like there's an upcharge on that that people would not appreciate it's like what happened to the pretzels from last year they were a dollar fifty um I imagined this was some sort of VIP ticketed right. event where you get an invite into Dollywood and then they're just handing out free food and doing right. shows like past plates and things like that maybe if it was free I'm cool with it if it wasn't I'm sure people would have rioted yeah tiny <laughs> sliders do not satiate unless Mm-mm. there's a lot of them 
Um, <laughs> but that's one of the suggestions she has is fancy foods mm-hmm. for it. I don't know what the typical fare at Dollywood is. I actually found myself at Disneyland yesterday. Oh, fun. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which is known for, you know, the giant turkey legs and the corn dogs, etc. So I would imagine theme park food is what they have at Dollywood. Yeah. Too. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you. Maybe have some of the classic staples. When people are there, they just want... Give them a corn dog. Give them big food on a stick. Right. And lots of it. That's all we want. Yeah, we don't need to get too <laughs> fancy. Her other suggestions are taking the shows to the streets. There's, Ta- a, there's a path. What does she say? Oh my gosh, it's so great. It's like, it's a path to a destination and all we need to do is follow it. No, every destination has a path and we have to follow it. Yes. She says that to her daughter while coming up with a bedtime story off the dome and then says, wait a second. Oh, my God. I know. We have to have the party at Glacier Ridge. Yeah. Some, oh, that's yeah, it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so that gives her the inspiration. Uh, again, the six-day lead-up here, I don't know how this Mm-mm. is possible. So they must be building stages now to do street performances and a parade up to it. So it is Hiring ambitious. people, yeah, to be in the parade. You have all the costumes. You have these floats and lights. I, yeah, I, amb- it makes no sense. Yeah, but giving her that assignment and her kind of knocking it out of the park and saying like, yeah, let's go for it in six days is impressive that she does not allow the time crunch. Mm-hmm. To limit her. Because yeah. if I came in with six days, I'd say, let's just try and pull this thing off and make sure it's not canceled. <laughs> um, but she still pitches new ideas, yep. which That's is great. Cool. I'm not familiar with any of the specific lands or attractions at Dollywood. I'm not sure how much of a super fan you are either. No, I don't know all of them or many of them. But, um, but I think, yeah, like <laughs> any theme park. I feel like most theme parks have parades. To me, it wasn't that novel of an idea, and I'm surprised that they didn't already have a parade for Christmas. But good on her. I love it. And none of her part of the parade fell apart. Yeah. I'll point that out. Yeah, there are. (laughs) I I do feel like um, in in a lot of these films, when they come up with a big idea, it isn't always a groundbreaking idea. But maybe it is to that organization. Right. Um, Luke didn't think of it. No. And he's worked there for 20 years. And wants to be promoted to GM. And um, almost got poached. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he did not have that idea. She had that idea. And then the grand finale is supposed to be a giant tree lighting. And oh, the tree. Yeah. Once we need to insert some more drama in the back half of this movie, it is, will the big LED tree light up? And I will admit, they show brief glimpses of it before it glitches. It is an impressive tree. It really is. Those lights are doing work. There's butterflies, dolly dolly butterflies moving all around it. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. But, uh, you know, it's got its problems. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's what happens when you set it up six days before <laughs> Christmas and you don't start testing in November or whenever. But that is the conflict that we are leading up to. And we will talk more about that LED tree right after this. Exclusively on Paramount Plus. Get ready. To explore like never before. Swiper knows swiping. Oh, man. Swing into action. We need your help. With a girl who put adventure (laughs) on the map. I don't think I can do it, Dora. I'll protect you, Boots. Together, we got this. Todos juntos. Dora, the brand new series. Stream with your family now exclusively on Paramount+. 
And we are back. You're listening to TV Guides. All I want for Christmas is this podcast. We are talking Christmas at Dollywood. In between there, a little bit of planning. We see them go line dancing together. That part's cute. I love when we go back to the country and we get some line dancing. And I love how Luke was all like, oh, I don't dance. It's it's you love that like you see that in every movie it's like oh but he can dance and oh he my god he's yeah. so graceful he just needed the right partner <laughs> just, oh my god um, I know well <laughs> it the, happened the thing with these is let's let's cut through the magic most of this film was shot in Canada <laughs> they were at Dollywood for two two day two or three days it's true so I I did appreciate the dancing scene because I think it reminded us that where this are is, we where is this mm-hmm. most people do not. You know, I'm from New Jersey. I I don't have a strong accent, but some people do. So I don't know if Tennessee is quite like that. But I don't hear a lot of people in this movie where I think this is. I need reminders. It's Tennessee. That's true. And the dancing scene gives me a reminder of oh oh yeah, this is set in Tennessee. It's really just Dolly. Does anyone else in this movie have an accent? I feel at times Luke is trying <laughs> to do it a little bit. That's a good point. I did not notice that. But now I'm thinking back on it and it's like, yeah, it was really just Dolly. Huh. Yeah. Or just specifics of things you're eating, drinking, referencing, wearing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I needed reminders of like, this is set in a different place. Wow. Um, so the dancing helped with that. Danica, uh, I admire. I like to add a little something extra to my line dancing. Um, and Danica gives a little shimmy. Which I loved, yeah. If you you can can't see me now, but I am doing the Danica shimmy. Yeah, slash the shack <laughs> gift. That's very trendy. <laughs> so, yeah, she does like a little shimmy when she's dancing. She looks she looks great. I mean, yeah, she can line dance. She's having a fun time. Mm-hmm. So we do get that. You need a physical activity to get the two characters closer together. Mm-hmm. And it's an outside of work activity because you can't have it when they're on the clock because they only have six days to plan this party. Six, ten, we don't know. So we see them dancing, which helps bring them closer together, as opposed to some of our other movies this season, which includes a lot of instructional baking scenes, which we don't get in this movie. No one is teaching someone else to knead bread, <laughs> but we do get some line dancing, helping him get out it's of his true. shell, which we is get nice. The, uh, we get the Yule Log. Oh, right, right. We which I never Yule have. Log. Have you had a Yule Log? I don't know what this is. I've had log-shaped foods. <laughs> That weren't this. I've had some sort of pumpkin roll. Not this. The Yule log is just a long it, Is log. it chocolate? It's it, chocolate. It looks frosted in chocolate. Yeah, I forgot about that. He makes a dented Yule log. So actually, there is a baking scene, but instead of teaching the other person to be good at it, they all kind of <laughs> they just, just make fun of his yeah, terrible Yule log. They look at his and make fun of it. I've never had one of those. It looks... Intense. It looks rich. Like very rich. And he claims he eats a whole lot of it. And I'm just, wow. They didn't need to make four of them. But each person made their own Yule log. Right. Oof. Um, But it was a cute way to get him closer to the daughter, Ava, Mm -hmm. too, to show, like, look at this family unit. Right. Um, One night after work, Rachel invites him back inside to read a a story with her daughter. So they are trying to show, like, this could be your family unit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is very cute. But then, you know, we've we've gotten it closer to the two of them are getting along more. Danica's waiting for her moment to meet Dolly. The first hour, like I said, I forgot about the Yule log scene. The first hour <laughs> is you waiting for Dolly. 
I mean, Danica's, what, 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 Rachel. Rachel's yeah. waiting, for She's Dolly. waiting for Dolly. We're waiting for Dolly. Honestly, all of us are waiting for Dolly. It's true. And then we get Dolly. We get two Dolly scenes. We get Dolly cameos at the end of this movie that we're waiting for. Dolly shows up. She's Grand Marshal in this parade. Yes. She looks fabulous. She is in a full body sequined Always. suit, cat suit, I don't, whatever it is. Yes. She looks amazing. She looks fab. I love, oh, Dolly always looks so good. And she, just her little, she's just so sweet and cute and little and her little accent. Oh, I can't get enough. I she love her so much. She lights up the screen. I she's love her one so of much. those people you see who radiates warmth and you think this person must, you understand why they're famous. Mm-hmm. The charisma, she's just a very engaging oh, yeah. human. And you know she doesn't take any crap. You know, you know that you can like go to her for a good time and for fun and for warmth, but then also that she's not going to take anything off, you know, so so she's just like, I don't know. I love me some Dolly. She does come in as an advisor type role. So she kicks off the the celebration and we see parades and performances. And and this is what maybe the movie could have been, but wasn't, which is just kind (laughs) of a a filmed Dollywood celebration, like a documentary of Dolly. Woods Christmas may have also worked because yeah. this is the part of the movie that had me the most engaged was seeing the parade and people perform and mm. they're splicing all that together. And then at the end, we get to the big tree lighting. It at first glitches, but then it works out. Wasn't that dude's only job to light the tree? He yeah. had like a full board, a laptop, maybe two laptops and couldn't figure out how to make sure that the light was going to work in the tree. Luke's friend is in charge of the tree lighting, and his only job is to make this LED tree light. It's the week of Christmas. It's glitching all the time. He's working hard. When the moment comes, it kind of glitches again. And then I think they're looking at all these technological ways to fix it, and they kind of just shake it or bang it or something old school. And also, it's just Dolly. Dolly works some, like, Dollywood magic, and she's like, oh, yeah, there it is. Like, it's happening now. It's like, okay, it's a Christmas miracle. It's a Dolly miracle. Someone needs to fire Luke's friend. Yeah, he's not great at his job but it does work eventually (laughs) and it lights up it looks spectacular it is a neat tree it is i think it would look even neater in person credit where credit's due it's a really cool tree it is a very cool tree we see a lot of tree lightings in these movies but Mm -hmm. this one truly did deserve to be a tree lighting that was led up to throughout the movie because it's a real fancy tree it's spectacular and then danica gets misty-eyed and says i am meant to be here this is my home it's a good enough tree that it'll make you do that. I, that was a believable moment. Yeah, I need to live here. I need to live in Dollywood <laughs> and never go back to New York City again. And then there's kind of some missed connection stuff. Like Danica's looking for Luke mm-hmm. um, so she can tell him she wants to stay there. We cut to a scene where they've just set up a bench in the center of an empty stage near the tree lighting where Dolly magically <laughs> appears from the shadows and sits down next to Rachel I want to believe that she does that. Like at any moment, Dolly could just appear and be my fairy godmother. And she did me. have guardian angel vibes. Yeah. And in the many versions of pitches of other ways this movie could have gone that mm-hmm. I have in my notebook, one was if she was in it throughout as more of a guardian yeah. character. Because my main note is I wanted more Dolly in this movie. Oh yeah. Which I think everyone will agree with. It's called Christmas at Dolly. I want more Dolly. Dolly. There's never enough Dolly. No. Let's be clear about that. I want all Dolly. (laughs) 
So she comes out of the shadows and sits down next to Danica to give her some advice Mm -hmm. and tell her that Luke did get the GM job. He thought he didn't get it, but he is going to be the GM and she should go run off and find him and tell him. Leading up to this moment in the movie, when a lot of people give advice, they just say uh, quotes I've heard before, something like, you know, you got to keep trying harder and you'll get what you want. And then they always credit it to Dolly. It's kind of like those fake Will Smith quotes you see online <laughs> or Phil Murray. Where they'll say like, well, you know what Dolly always says, follow your dreams. Right. So there's a lot of that in the movie. And then we kind of get that from Dolly, too, where she says something along the lines of, you know what I always say? And then says a quote that we've seen on a few pillows before. But if it was in a Dolly song, she's yeah. the first. And honestly, if Dolly recited something to me she saw on something at Target, like a sign or a pillow, I would still take it. You know what I and say? Run with Live, it. love, and laugh. You do say that, Dolly Parton. Thank you. Yeah, I would. I would then abide by that for the rest of my it's life because Dolly said it. Um, so Dolly gives this amazing advice, and Danica runs off to find her man, and tells him he got the job. She's staying. She's not returning to New York. This is her home. She's gonna write books, and then that's it. Which. How did he not know that there was an assistant position open also? The confusion about him not knowing that he got the job was, it's fine. There's a (laughs) lot of confusions in these Hallmark films. Um, I mean, my favorite Hallmark, just Christmas movies in general, are when we just assume the adults know what's going on and we watch like normal adult relationships form. Mm -hmm. And then other things are inserted. But we assume they're all like smart and they're communicating well. Um, usually the mistaken scenes are when you see from afar the person you're crushing on like accidentally graze hands with somebody and you think, oh, he he did go back to his right. ex-girlfriend or something like that. Or, oh, look, he's talking to a woman. He must be taken. <laughs> it's usually that. But in this one, Luke sees his boss talking to another job candidate and says, oh, I didn't, I didn't get, get that it. GM job. So it is a little different in that it's not – he doesn't think Danica's with another – yeah. Guy. Yeah. Um, but it is still a thing of like, you've worked there for 20 years. Like, I think you just need a more open dialogue with the people. Exactly. On your board. <laughs> Luke. Luke's a little clueless. Yeah. But he must be good at something because that other, I forget what the other, the name of the other um, uh, theme park who was trying to poach him. They want him real bad. Wild West. Something. Adventures. Yeah. Yeah. It's a made-up land because I Googled it in Atlanta. Um, But he does have some competition that's trying to take him away from Dollywood. But Dollywood's his home. Yeah. And it does turn out he gets that job. But it's all all the stress is due to a lack of communication between him and his manager. And that's why open up those paths of communication this Christmas season (laughs) with both your loved ones and your employers and everybody else. Keep those doors open, y'all. It will save so much stress. Um, So they end up together. We get a quick flash forward at the end. One year later, they're all enjoying Christmas. Rachel, Luke, daughter Ava, the grandparents, Mm -hmm. she opens a book. It's the book she wrote. So it turns out she wrote a book. Well, someone typed it up. Someone typed it up for her. She had a book published, and Dolly is putting it in her special library. So children's will, children everywhere will be gifted this book for free yeah. and spread the love of literature. And Ava's famous. Yeah. 
She is on the title and cover of a book. She de- she deserves it. And for the sure. ending is a bit more, you know, it's book focused and it's not. We don't find out if they're engaged or married. Right. Presumably they're clearly together on Christmas. But instead of making it a ring pop mm-hmm. ending, we get the the book. The book is published. And that's Christmas at Dollywood. Yeah. Dorian, on this podcast, we rate every movie between one and five at the end to let people know their thoughts. This rating is not rating Dolly as a woman because Uh, obviously both of us are giving her (laughs) higher than five. Dolly gets a 10. This is the movie. So between one and five Dolly Parton jams, how would you rate Hallmark's Christmas at Dollywood? Oh, man. You know, I laughed. I laughed. I had a good time. I liked the tree. I feel like I'm rating a Lyft driver and I'm afraid to go too low. (laughs) So I got to give it, I'm going to give it a four, which is giving it too much. That is still very nice. Um, (laughs) Christmas at Dollywood. We didn't get into it, but every time I hear Hard Candy Christmas on the radio, Mm. it lives in my soul for weeks at a time. It is an earworm that does not leave me. I don't know if that's good or bad. Oh, it's good. She's a genius songwriter. There's a magic to Dolly. Mm -hmm. I wanted more Dolly. I want a movie centered around her or at least have her adjacent to the lead guiding them through the movie. But also I know she's a very busy woman and maybe we're lucky to get this much of Dolly. Mm, True. Um, But I would like more Dolly, please. Because all of it leading up to it, it was fine. But we get some Christmas lights. <laughs> Did it even happen? <laughs> we get, we're encouraging people to read, and I think that's important. Yep. I got to see some pulled pork sliders. <laughs> that was satisfying. And I do like that this film was set somewhere different. If anything, I would like to just have more of a representation of the place. Let's get some more Tennessee in there and some more Dollywood in there. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, I'm not familiar with there, but I'm sure people who've been to Dollywood would probably have some notes too. But like, let's live in this world a right. bit, a bit more. That's the fun of setting a movie in a different place. And the leading couple was fine. They, yeah, they end up together, and they're not openly like aggressive or hostile the whole time. I don't like the ones where couples fight the whole time, as I've talked about before. So we watched Danica write in her notebook, sadly, <laughs> while Hard Candy Christmas plays. <laughs> And that alone made me feel a little bit of something. And as Dorian said, that tree, though. That tree. That's a great tree. Dolly plus a tree saved this movie. That tree gets a five out of five. Dolly Parton jams. (laughs) (laughs) And that is Hallmark's Christmas at Dollywood. Dorian, before I let you go, is there anything you'd like to plug or impart to our listeners this holiday season? Oh, my goodness. Um, You know, happy holidays. All the holidays. Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa. I see you. Um, Yeah. Let's make movies for all of them. Let's do that. And we'll talk about it next holiday season because... And put Dolly in them. Yes. Put Dolly in more of them and more of the movie. (laughs) More Dolly, more holidays, more movies, please. That is Christmas at Dollywood. And we appreciate you for joining us today, Dorian, and all of you for listening this holiday season. You can find All I Want for Christmas is this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at All I Want Pod to see what movies we're watching this holiday season. And until next time, happy holidays. Chilling new original docu
series on Paramount Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean and a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control Alt Desire, now streaming on Paramount Plus.